Welcome, everybody, to the N-Word for Nerd podcast. We are here, and we are back to the OG, the original cast. This ain't no substitute. This ain't no new formula Coke. This <laughs> is no Pepsi Crystal Clear. This is just us. Welcome, everybody. As you, we you fired know, Jaren. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to get to that in a second, but yes, for those who don't know, we fired Jaren. We realized we didn't need his tokenism. And we figured that we can make it all on our own. But if this episode is very poorly reviewed, he may show back up. He'll be uh, back next week. The... <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, let's introduce, as always, my original, initial, inspirational co-host, the Duke of All Nerds, Jason. What's going on? Uh, it's a good day. It's been a great day today. Great weekend for movies. It's been awesome. It's been good. All right. I guess you guys are used to hearing us since he talks. So today we have a very full roster of things. If you... Are listening just to this intro and you're like man i want to hear all the stuff they're talking about because it's just maybe a clip and not a whole thing we have all various clips about all different things uh you can find it on all of our sites on youtube facebook on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, and anchor fm under head cannon circus today's show we will be talking about the superman being by controversy we'll be talking about <laughs> dc fandom we will talk about halloween kills the last duel black as night an amazon movie and then we will have a conversation about black people in horror films and black horror movies itself so again find out what you like and if i haven't made a clip of it then you may have to listen to the total podcast and get to that point I know. What was you? You had to listen to us talk about awesome stuff that you enjoy. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. Y'all can but... <laughs> sit through all this awesome content. It's great. Everything we say is great. Sit down. Right, you right. know what? Your lives are too full. Okay. <laughs> Cut some stuff out. Then... Don't go to the gym this weekend or for one day <laughs> and sit and then relax and listen to us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or go to the gym and while you're on the and bike, sit on the treadmill, push up the, the heavy stuff and listen to us. <laughs> right. And be pissed off at some of our comments that you don't agree with. And you can comment below about what you don't agree with. And then... Talking to you, AJ, my brother-in-law, AJ, who goes to the gym every day. <laughs> I wanted to talk about black people in horror movies versus black horror movies. Um, and this is kind of a free-balling conversation, so we could take it anywhere you want to go or how you ever want to take it. Um, so let's start off with black, black people in horror movies, Jason. Let's start with their, like... What is your thought of growing up or when you saw black people in horror movies or whatever? Just give us that whole diaspora of what you, you felt in the genre. Well, uh, growing up, you know, there weren't really very many black people in horror. There's always usually, like in most movies growing up, there's usually like the, your one token black character. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the stereotype is usually they're the first person to get killed off or they are get killed off very, very quickly. Um, they And I, I don't want to say like, you know, Black is a monolith, or black is, uh, uh, you know, every single black person acts the same way. I know I don't. I know Jason would say he does. Like, we don't all act the same way. We don't all have, but we have a cultural understanding of, you know, things we would do in certain situations. Not everybody, but mm -hmm. a lot of us do. Uh, a buddy of mine used to refer to this as the nigga instinct, all right? Because <laughs> we, we live in a society where, you know, you go down the wrong street, not even if you go down the wrong street, you go down the right street and you could your life could be ended. Right? Mm -hmm. You we live in a society where your neighbor can can kill you and or you could go to prison for the rest of life over some bullshit. Right? So you live in a society where there's constant dangers. And that's just living out in the suburbs. I'm not even talking about people who live 
and you know blighted poverty poverty stricken areas where crime is more you know prevalent because of this you know the situation they're in so you you have a uh sort of understanding of when something is dangerous for you and when it's not and and this is more so than generally people who have the world as their oyster because you know i know white girls aren't afraid of nothing <laughs> right right <laughs> they ain't afraid of shit so and like you can tell when there's a movie that has maybe a right a black person who had just said something to the writer before they wrote it because they will do something culturally appropriate or maybe they might do something like in the Halloween movie where the guy's like, no, I'm not going to go over there. That's something we would have done. But in the rest of the movie, it's like, that's not something that the majority of the diaspora would have done in that situation. And, mm -hmm. and that's when, you know, it's not, there's not very many differing voices in the writing room or on set or whatever, because that this just, I mean, like, I know I'm the goofiest, corniest fucking black dude on the, you know, people have told me you yeah, like all the time or whatever bullshit. And it's like, I know that me, my brother, who's the hoodest dude I know, and Tyrone down from the block would have done the exact same thing in this situation that this character did not do. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so when you see like, movies with just black characters in it it's it's just the bare minimum surface level like here is your representation but we did mm -hmm. not think of any to listen to any other voice they're either here to die or they're here to say something witty and get the fuck out of there like the black cameraman in scream 2 is like i ain't fucking fucking with this shit i'm out yeah. <laughs> which Shout is what to Dwayne martin <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But, you know, so when you actually see, like, a movie that is written by black folk in a horror movie, you understand, okay, there we, though I will, I will say in Blackest Night, um, our main character is probably the dumbest black girl from the fourth ward or ninth ward or whatever. <laughs> she's out there walking <laughs> on the street by herself, and she knows she's not supposed to do that. She did it anyway. So, like, but, like, the thing is, like, she's like, I shouldn't have done this. I should not have left that party without my friend. That we, You know not to walk around here at night by yourself. That's number one rule to do. But she did it anyway because she was frustrated. She was emotionally, you know, messed up. So it's like she explained it, even though, she, you know, that's something that most of us would not have done. Right. So, yeah, it's just like you can tell, especially as a person of color, you can tell when someone has made the effort to like accurately reflect a black voice versus someone who's just put a black actor in as an interchangeable part in their movie. And I, the one thing I did not like about Halloween kills is like, I felt like the black characters in this movie were just put in because they were like, Oh, we need more black people in this movie. Here you go. Let's take uh, this character, this character, this character, let's make them black. And Right. Did not rewrite it, did not understand culturally what was going on or whatever. And that is really annoying to me. And, and it's annoying to me in a lot of movies, not just horror movies. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and I think, you know, to jump with that, I mean, everything you said, I, I agree with. I think another thing, too, a lot of times when they put black people in horror movies, it is almost, especially the older ones, the older ones, it, it's almost a, a feeling, a symptom of. I, to use a wrestling term, because I watch a lot of wrestling, but I know I need to sacrifice somebody who people perceive as big and tough 
to make sure that my character, a monster, is bigger and tougher. Yeah. So that's... I felt like always in the early days, it was always just filled with black characters in horror movies that, yeah, we're getting you up out of here, but we're getting, about, getting you up out of here because we probably presented you as this tough, no-nonsense, sling, token, blah, 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 blah. And then when you, you die, it's like, oh, Easily. damn. That means yeah, that guy's yeah, oh, even damn. tougher. Exactly. And I always you, felt like... You killed the thing that I'm actually afraid of, so you must be even worse. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so I've always felt like that was the trope with it. I, I, I guess I'll ask a question, and then we'll jump over to black horror movies. Who was the first black person in a movie, horror movie that you saw that survived? Or even if they didn't survive, you felt was culturally written correctly? Um, this is going to be stupid, but uh, LL Cool J from Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> you, know, you know, I ask that because I feel like most people in our age, that, that is, that's, that's, that is that, the answer. That's one. And I was like, what the fuck he lived? What, how the fuck that happened? <laughs> and you right, know, like right. Jay, I mean, like as much as I love Sam Jackson, who did a iconic scene in that movie. You oh know, yeah, absolutely. Which is something that you know, it's like, yo, calm the fuck down. We're all smart people. We, if we use our heads, we're going to get out of this alive. And you know, obviously, he gets eaten by a shark after that. But like, that's something you know. I mean, not I would say, but that's something that I would be thinking. Like, why are we panicking? Like, like everybody, we're. We're fucking scientists. We can figure this shit out, right? <laughs> right, right, right. But um, uh, yeah, hello, Cool J from Deep Blue Sea. And then the only other one I can think of is Buster Rhymes from Halloween Res- Res- Resurrection. And and the only reason that he even lived in that one is because uh, the test audience didn't like him dying. <laughs> but he still gets his ass kicked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you know, he does that Kung Fu stuff on Michael Myers, yeah. too. But anyway. It's um, so dumb, but yeah. So I have a different memory from mine because yes, most people I talk to is always deep you see, or they talk about um Ice Cube from Anaconda. Okay, yeah, that's, that's another one people one, yeah. talk about. Um, mine is Kincaid from Nightmare on M Street Three, and it was like the sad thing is in Part Four, he's the he first one they off. <laughs> But in part three, it was like, because I go into it with the stigma of it, and I'm like, oh, well, yeah, the brother about to get it pretty good, you know, because, you know, this is what we do. And so when he survives, it almost felt like a, what? Like, <laughs> they, they, they let him get away with this? Especially if you watch them on Elm Street 3, the main character, Nancy, from part one, <laughs> He gets off in, in, in that. Like, yeah, she gets, gets off right, right away. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, you knew for me, the brother is way long past gone. They're they killing a white woman that was a hero. Uh, so, but again, I, like I said, I think that was my first one. Another honorable mention is when I first did see Night of the Living Dead. Oh, yeah. He didn't survive, but he was the character he, that. He was the last one alive. Together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So, which you got to realize in that era, George Murillo doing that in that era, that is just. Which what? also goes back <laughs> to rewriting and getting a culture respect in the movie. Like, that character was originally just regular old white dude, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and then, you know, they had an actor come in and try out for the part who was black, who ended up getting the part. And they, you know, made it like a black dude was like, they gave, they like, like, how would you write this if it was, if it was you in this? And like from that part, 
you know, you can feel like he's a black dude trying to survive in this situation. Like he's telling people, well, stay away from the doors. Lock that bitch up downstairs. Yeah. Like, why are y'all fucking being all <laughs> like he takes charge and like uses logic in this fucking situation? I'm not saying all black people logical, don't get me wrong. But like right. we have this and uh, his his name was uh Dwayne Jones. And the best line in that movie that sets the tone is you may be the boss out here, out there, but in here, I'm the boss. And I was like, he, all right, brother. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, he, does, he he smacks the white chick, you know, like, you know, get, get your head together. Get your head in the game, you know? <laughs> like, right, right. <laughs> oh, ass turkey. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and I think, what was it in the, the, re, the remake or reimagine of, wasn't it Tony Todd, the black guy in that one? Wasn't he in, uh, wasn't Tony Todd in, um, no, that wasn't Tony Todd. That was in, uh, Dawn of the Dead, was it? Uh, I'm not quite sure. I have to look it up. But I, I think I want to say, because remember they did a colorized, re- uh, yeah, uh, in like the 90s I, or whatever. I never saw that one. The fucking first right, one right. to scare the shit out of me. <laughs> Just thinking about it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, but yeah, so that was my first one there. And again, so it, it was, it, let's be real. I hate to say this, like for people who know about the for black people in horror movies, that was a moment for us. Like as quiet as is kept, there was a, these were moments for us. Where it was like, what? The black dude yeah. was the last one shot in the head by the white militia that was looking for zombies. Hey, that's a win. Like that's how poor <laughs> our representation was in horror. That we we took that as a win, regardless. Because like you, you said, still live. He was the last one alive. Yeah. So, um, going with that, let's talk about go. Let's move over to so black horror movies, which I hate to say, not hate There's to not say, really a lot. <laughs> Not even what I was gonna say. I hate to say that it's becoming the the trendy thing now, and I don't think it's being done with the respect that some of it should be done. Uh, let's be let's put it on the table. When Get Out made a bunch of money, it opened the floodgates in Hollywood to say, "Oh, it's an audience for black horror," and blah blah blah. And now I feel like let's we're just, getting things do that don't to to yes. get money. Yeah. So, oh, it's racism. And the scariest thing, maybe racism white folks, or maybe not. But see this movie yeah. because, you know, we... I mean... What did they do? We slow-mode a, a popular 90s song that everybody likes. We made it slow, just like Jordan. Like, it's trope. They it's just copied trope-y. the style. That was it. That was yeah. it. And, like, even Jordan Peele moved on from that when he did Us. It's like, it's not even about... Like, even though his character, his main characters were black, in Us, it wasn't really about, like, any, you know generational trauma in that right. like it that was about fucking mole people taking over the fucking world <laughs> or even this that like the people that imitated and took the archetype of it didn't even get that get out was literally saying that to them that yeah. hey you think this is cool and hip you want a piece of it so you invade it and take over it and pretend it's still that and it's not anymore like, like you even missed the whole point of get out by even doing what you did <laughs> like that one with uh Janelle Monet, Janelle Monet, the uh, Annabelle. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was mm, terrible. Not it, not it. <laughs> but, and, but but they I were just let's speak. Go ahead. They were just trying to copy the style, and I mean, I I get it. It made money, you know, copy the style. But like, as we like to say a lot, it's like, you know, there's more to this to this culture to this to us as a a people than our generational trauma. And I, even though mm-hmm. I like, you know, Candyman, which, you know, gave us generational trauma with a revenge ghost, I guess, you know, you right. can still do horror movies without having it 
you know, the horror be that the fact that white people exist. You know? Right. <laughs> well, I was going to say, and that's my next question. Like, so I feel like a lot of black horror movies speak to the fears that we already have in our regular life. And when done well, they turn that up to 11. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a heavy metal reference there. Um, that's when they <laughs> are their most effective. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 And that's when they're most, uh, they're most effective because we have those. Cause, and I always think back when I think when somebody were to tell me black horror movie, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Mine is Tales from the Hood. Like, I was about to say Tales from the Hood. <laughs> yeah. Cause again, it was one of the first time that we had saw things like that. And, Tales from the Hood, regardless of what you want to say, it is flaws and faults. The best thing it does is what we just talked about. It takes a lot of our fears and concerns, and it turns it up to 11. I mean, homeboy getting beat beat up by the police and killed and framed. and Like, that is every black man's fear in America. And this was like a no, this wasn't like a regular Joe Bo black dude. This dude had power and influence, and they still treated him like a regular Joe in the street. And were able, you know, it, it just... That is why when black horror is done correctly, it's almost you're 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 pulled in and it's almost visual because sometimes it's even hard to watch because it yeah. it almost feels too relatable. Yeah, and, and that's the scary thing that like something that's been overly exaggerated to make a point, we don't even see it as overly exaggerated. We just see it as oh shit, this could actually happen, and it, it's a different vibe when it's it, it's set in this. I'm. I'm going to stop and let you kind of go into that spill a little bit. Talk about just black horror movies and what what do you get out of it or what do you think about them? I think it also goes to the fact that, you know, as I said earlier, like, we have this generational trauma. So it's not like Michael Myers scares us. If you're going to make a movie that's going to scare black people, we're not worried about Michael Myers. We're not worried about Freddy Krueger. We're worried about Karen. (laughs) yeah yeah worried about chad you know like it goes to show you like you know for you know the general population of horror movies you can have these outlandishly things you know ghosts and demons and super killers and that be scary but in in black horror movies you need more you need to come up with more than that or or more grounded than that you need to you know like you know, if Freddy Krueger killed me, I'd be like, all right, that's fine. I guess that's better than what was going to happen if I got pulled over the next time. <laughs> you know? Right. right, right. <laughs> so, like, I, it's it's kind of it's kind of sad that we can only do these movies that in because I can't really think of any black horror movie that doesn't really deal with generational trauma. Maybe Vampire in Brooklyn, but that's not really. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, no, but no, that's no, the no, thing no. is like if you're gonna write a movie to scare black audiences, you, just show them fucking roots, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I, it's like I definitely you just you, you said it, that like you made a comment about like Karen and and, and Chad being scary of that having a black face in a place that historically through trauma and influence has told us that black faces should not belong, it's scarier to us than almost any ghoul or goblin that you can ever bring up. Yeah. You know what? Like, Get Out didn't, like, shock terror scare me. 
But the tension in scenes and Get Out, oh my god, was so yeah. strong because it was this black face, and that was a real uh, chocolate brother. That wasn't none of that black as night. Oh well, no, like Homeboy is a real dark. dark skinned he brother. He was a snipe star. Yeah, yeah, he real dark. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And he's in this white space, even though the white space feels accommodating. As a black man, you're always waiting for the one time either you act quote unquote into your normal character of blackness, or they act into the stereotypical cultural representation that we feel of whiteness and now you got to deal with that like you got to yeah. deal with somebody asking you a weird question that you know is only being asked to you because you're black and instead of being like bro like i ain't here for that you got to be like well you know what I you know I, I, right yes i got a code switch and make you yeah. feel comfortable in a space that i'm completely uncomfortable in exactly that's scarier than anything that you will like that that and moment of just that's terrible. And that's so what's great about Get Out is because it's not something like I don't think I'll ever have a a, a to deal with ever dealing with Michael Myers, right? Um, right. It's, I'm never gonna. I'm probably never gonna deal with a serial killer. Uh, definitely, Freddy Krueger doesn't exist. I'm never gonna deal with it. But in Get Out, I've been in those situations. I've lived those experiences. Maybe not. No one's trying to take over my 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 brain and put another person's brain into it. But I, the, the horror was it, you know, when you get pulled by, over by the cops and they ask, even though you were the passenger, they're asking you for your ID. Or right, when you're in a situation right. where they seem like they're accommodating, but they're saying things that, mm, you're just like, you, they don't think it's racist, but it's like, yo, why would you say that to me? You know? And, and right. like, you know, <laughs> or, or you have to be in that situation where you are amongst, you know, people who don't look like you have to put on the act because they're your, they're, you're their only access to blackness, so you pretty much have to be a spokesperson for every black face that there is. <laughs> Absolutely, and those Absolutely. and that shit is real and it's scary, and that's why that movie was so scary. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, it is a a certain amount of it's a certain amount of I don't want to call it fear. It's a certain amount of uneasiness. That black people already feel just being a citizen in America. Yeah. That that's without any apprehension. That's even in your own community. That is outside of your community. It's always some a, a bit of uneasiness. Because I mean, let's be real. Because I know white people have to talk about black on black crime. Black people don't what like black crime? on black crime either. We 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 hate it. We yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we, just we, crime. Hate, <laughs> we hate any kind of crime or any kind of violence when you're not a violent or violence or criminal, like any of it. <laughs> and we don't a lot, a lot of us don't feel we feel uneasy in our own communities because of mm -hmm. crime levels. We're not cool with that either. So we don't have a place where we can breathe easy. Anywhere we go comes with a exception. If we're around our people and the area isn't as uh, well-funded I mean, or, you know, we have I that uneasy. Think of any areas that are affluent and there probably are out there, but are exclusively black or even yeah, middle class. Anymore. Right, I can't right. think of it. Really, not anymore. Yeah, that very little. So, if none at all. If anymore, you are right. trying to live in an in uh, uh, middle class, middle upper affluent area, you're going to be surrounded by other people who aren't like you. And if you're not, yeah. you're going to be relegated to the part of the country that they don't give a shit about, that they're not going to put resources in, that is going to breed a hostile environment because there right. is no resources in that place. So there is and the thing is there used to be places where black people can be safe and just breathe and live their life 
those places were fucking burnt down or yes. bulldozed yes. over or flooded. All right. Yep. <laughs> and then, yes, and it's people, like don't don't look up your history of your lakes. A lot of yeah, lakes just built any over black reservoir. And towns. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know, and it's not, it's not even like a conscious unease. It's just something that just sits in the pity. It's not like you're thinking about like, well, if I go to the grocery store, is someone going to fucking... You don't really think about it, but it's something that just sits in the pit of your stomach that you it just is always there. And, mm-hmm. and, it, and, and it never goes away. <laughs> like, no, no matter where you go, it never goes away. You know? And that's that's the worst part about like and and I and the movies that explain this, you know, I mean Tales from the Hood, you know, all these you know, I don't even think all those the the the, the little segments, most of them were supernatural in nature. Right. The one with the dolls is really scary. Mm-hmm. But they all have to deal with that already innate fear of that that was sitting in there. And you know, people who, you know, Succumb to that fear and become violent people. You know, like those three dudes who were gang members. You yep. know, they end up like, oh, this is hell. You know, so it's- absolutely. I mean, I, I want to even grab something that you had said, and you had uh, when we talk about uh, Lovecraft Country. Um, the scariest thing in that was the racism and not the monsters. Yeah, and that was something I'm taking from you. That's what you said. Yeah, and but and that's what it is like when we talk about this black horror movie thing and you're right, like it's so hard to make those kind of movies for us because either you beat a dead horse with the trauma or the things that we know we already fear, or you try to go another direction, but it's not almost, it's not the kind of scary to us because yeah. like you said, we're not worried about a Freddy. We're not worried about a Michael yeah. Myers and all that. It has a, a, a fear of shock and, jump scare at thing but it isn't that thing that's going to sit with you as you walk out the theater yeah because you don't have we don't we don't fear that so it almost pigeons our black horror movies into these almost boxes of like you got to have something that relates to the struggle somewhere in the movie if you don't it ain't real like it, you know what i'm saying like and yeah. I guess it, it, is there a is there a way that we can move to our, our black horror movies feel like black people in a horror movie which is made by black. Like, is it a passage to that? Because I don't know if it is, because I don't know how do we get our mindsets to be like, Hey, we should have that fear more with this stuff as well as the other stuff. I think, uh, us, as I said, it's probably the first attempt of trying to do that where it's like, it's black people in a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and whether people, I mean, I don't think most people didn't really like us as much as they like get out, mm-hmm. but because I mean, like, yeah, it was, I mean, like, Underground mole people, it's not scary. <laughs> it's not. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like I for honestly, like as since I've become an adult, like I as a, as I say, I don't fuck with ghosts, but like I'm not worried about ghosts. Like I see a ghost movie, yeah, uh, I'll be shocked. But that the moment I walk out, I'm done with that movie, right? Mm. I'm done with that show. As, moment is over. I'm done. Like. You know, in good movies, whether it be like Saving Pirate Ryan or Forrest Gump, it's like once it's over, it's like you're not done with it. You're still, you know, interacting with it and thinking about it after the fact of 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 viewing it. Right. And really the only horror movie that in the last 
as long as I can remember that I've only been, that's still as a, as an adult that is still like I still think about and still like, interact with is Get Out <laughs> because right, right. that legitimately scared me, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it legitimately made me fear, <laughs> and it's like and that's and that's because it played on the traumas and and emotions that I've already felt through my life. And whether I, and, and you know, and, and that's probably bad because in the end of the day, a horror movie isn't supposed to really scare you. It's just supposed to make you feel a little bit, ooh, I, I gotta scare you. You're supposed to bring you close to it, but it's like, oh no, you're in a safe space. It's just a movie. Right. You can go on and, and live your life. And that's why they're fun. Right? It's like, oh, I, I saw the serial killer, but I didn't actually experience being a part of being in the serial killer's wake so it's it's fun but you know so i guess i you you just had to get rid of that stuff and just make movies with black characters in them and they're just fucking dealing with freddy cougar and just be and just be fun and just be like here's a jump scare ah i got you but this is fun we're having fun you know that's the only way forward because like yeah because otherwise this generation time it's it sits I mean, it sits with you as much as I love Lovecraft mm-hmm. Country. It sits with me because it's real. The monsters aren't real, but the other stuff is real. So right, right. So it's always an open seat and invitation at the N Word for Nerd podcast. With all that being said, man, it is about that time. It's past man, that I time. didn't think yeah. we would have a longer <laughs> show than when Jaron is not on the show than when he's on the show. But I guess it gives him something yeah, but- more to edit when he's. Sick and our longer shows because we have more content than when Jerry. <laughs> 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 I'm, 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 I'm just joking. I'm joking, Jerry. I can't I'm joking. wait till he you. edits this and hears all this. <laughs> uh, but again, thank you guys for listening to the N Word for Nerd podcast. Uh, again, Jerry is missing from us this week, but he will probably be back with us nice and strong with his great, great, there you go, great opinions next week. <laughs> um, but by always, guys, please remember like, share, subscribe, uh, follow us on. Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM. If you're on YouTube, please remember to hit the bell icon, ding, so you will be notified when we post our silliness and shenanigans. But again, I thank you guys so much. Our numbers have been rising slowly, so that means people out here listening to us. So please remember to subscribe and again, follow us so that we can get this to more of the masses and have some more fun. Other than that, um, my co-host Jason, you have any final words? We're way better than Joe Rogan. <laughs> Everybody, be kind, be considerate, tip your servers and bartenders 20% at least, please. And I love you. All right. And thank you guys for watching. We will see you all next time. Peace.